Hello, and welcome back to All Things Guitars and Music, a podcast by Vapor Guitars. On today's episode is part two of my interview with Eric Meyer from the legendary thrash metal band Dark Angel. He uh, talks about road stories. Uh, he plays with sharks in Southern California um, and uh, talks about what he has coming up in the future future music projects, uh, future new Dark Angel music, hopefully. Um, So sit back and enjoy the interview with Eric Meyer from Dark Angel on all things guitars and music. Thank you. And that was uh, Eric playing his uh, guitar through a Kemper that you heard before we came back from break. Right on. And so, uh, talking about Dark Angel, you got any like crazy wild stories, uh, road stories that you know that you have personally? <clears throat> well, recently or even back in the day? Because I know you guys. Well, you know what? Recently, crazy road stories. I'd have to say no. Um, we did get back together in like 2014. Yeah, for a festival. Which is really fucking cool, man. Really, uh, I think the term blessed is overused, but definitely have to definitely have to be under that moniker of being blessed that we were actually able to come back 2014 yeah. after all this time off, not having a new product out, and that there's still interest in the band which is just fucking awesome, man. And we were able to come back and play like our first show was doing the, um, this this metal fest in, in, I'm wearing the shirt, in Chile with Megadeth. First fucking show back, 10,000 people. And they treated you guys like rock stars, right? Like fucking rock part? stars, man. Like the yep. Beatles or something? Not like the, the Be- Not like the Beatles, man, but it was pretty cool to see people in the airport, seeing Wait people in the hotel. And and the people have all the fucking. I mean, I'd seen that in Europe where fans have all the fucking records. I mean, there's only five of them, but they got all the records and they got more. They got everything, and they show up to the gig with all the shit to get signed. And, I mean, that's fucking awesome, man. That's just the coolest thing. And these are younger people. <clears throat> yes, they're not the old people from back no, in the day because it'd be like not showing up, not showing up like that. Nope, because I mean. Be honest, fuck. We're uh, in my fifties, man. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And these are younger people. Yes. And uh, I mean, I'm so lucky. This last year, man, we played in Australia. Did our first time over there. Uh, The year before that, I think we did a couple of shows in Japan. Japan. I mean, Jesus, that's fucking awesome. We played. We got to play the big festivals that previously when dark angel was together we never got to do we did european tours so that was obviously kind of a a pinnacle goal for a musician to go tour europe tour united states 
um, cool as hell. Got to play the Hammersmith Odeon in London, which is no sleep till Hammersmith. That Motorhead record that was big for me. We got to play there. We got to shoot a video there. There was a the concert was filmed. I mean, well, recently nuclear assault. We did that. Recently, you guys played was it France with Soundgarden and Black Sabbath? Yes, we did, man. We we played France or Sweden. That was we played Sweden rock. That was in Sweden, obviously, and that was with Black Sabbath and and Alice Cooper, I think. And then we did Hellfest in France, and that was with Black Sabbath and Soundgarden. Yep. And that that's was, awesome. That was like what, that was had sixty five thousand people there, man. Was that like two thousand fifteen? Around that, might right have when been. you guys came it might back. have been, yeah, might have been something like that. That was like when when Black Sabbath was doing this reformation, and they were playing out on the thirteen record. But to, I mean, to play a show with fucking Black Sabbath is fucking. Did you take pictures of Tony's guitars? I did take pictures of Tony's guitars because we Who did you meet. We well Take we pictures. we we both play on stage left, and um, I like to be able to get out on stage left and check it, check it out, you know, before long before I have to go out there. Yeah. And so I was doing that, and I went walking out on stage left, and I look and fucking there's two of Iomi's guitars just on stands, just fucking right there. It was like yeah. <gasps> the guitars with the crosses on the the his fucking guitars, yeah. and it was like. Oh my god! And I'm sitting there like taking pictures of them, being all fucking fanboy giddy. And Mark Tremonti, Alter Bridge, was playing there before us. He's doing the exact same thing, and so we like had this fanboy geek out moment, you know. And I'd never met Mark before, and he he's a cool as shit guy. And uh, so that was really fun, man. And and sixty five thousand people that was big. I mean, Hellfest is big. It's one of the bigger gigs and and Soundgarden played after us, you know, and I mean, I've kind of been big on and off in a Soundgarden like that down on the upside record is fucking really huge for me. But um, we had, uh, you know, getting to watch Soundgarden from on stage, yeah. you know, and take some pictures. And, and then unfortunately, you, got, you took pictures of that? A couple of them. There's not much to see from side of stage and smoke. Yeah. And I mean. You know, but it wasn't even side of the stage. It was behind, you know, like at those big gigs, it's kind of the back. So the pictures you're seeing the people's backs, it's not all that great, you know, but the sound um, isn't that great. No, but I mean, you walk out there and you pop out and you see some of the fucking bands and, but, but, um, road stories that are funny. Um, let me think like, uh, in Europe, we did some crazy shit. And we kind of got in some trouble there. So maybe I'll, since that was like legal trouble, I can kind of leave that one out. Yeah. Cause leave that, that out. But in the United States, when we were doing the leave scars tour in 89, we were driving ourselves around and, uh, leave scars, dark angel and death was on leprosy and death was, we were kind of a co headlining thing, but technically death was the support act on that tour. Mm-hmm. And that was a big U S tour like the biggest one we'd had at the time, like 50 shows or something, totally yeah. looping the States. And we had a Pace Aero motor home uh, to drive around it. We were driving ourselves at the time in a Pace Aero and had an equipment truck, U-Haul, to follow us. And we had a couple crew guys and a manager and all this shit. 
And the stuff that we went through on that fucking tour, man, was was unbelievable. Death quit the tour and jumped back on like three times because Chuck Schuldiner was having a... He didn't feel he was being treated right. Yeah. So he was having a temper tantrum and because we... <laughs> he was having a temper tantrum because we wouldn't strike the drums. But whatever, man. I mean, it wasn't my thing. And, and in retrospect, at that time, death wasn't at the magnitude that they're kind of esteemed at now. Yeah. Um, I never had a conversation with Chuck. He wasn't nice to me. Um, a lot of people really look up to him and the stuff that he's done. And I mean, that's great. I didn't have that experiences with him. Even my other crew guys talked with him and they claim that everything was cool, but yeah. I never did. So my experience with him is nil, unfortunately. Yeah. I guess he's kind of a cool guy. I mean, he was at it from the beginning. But anyway, so on this tour, here we are. Uh, we're driving ourselves around in this motorhome, and I swear that was the funnest fucking thing in my life that I've ever done. <clears throat> out of control. We were the peak of out of control band. Lots of... I mean, every, every kind of narcotic, basically, we didn't do heroin, we didn't do acid, but there was cocaine and there was methamphetamine being abused regularly at that time. Yeah. And that was just rampant everywhere you go at that time. It was the 80s, man. Yeah. It's really, it was everywhere. We were fucking 22 years old. And everyone was doing it, not just people in bands. It was just, everyone was doing it at the time. Yeah, it was. From what I'm told, I didn't know. I didn't it was experiencing. It was shit. drugs were rampant, and we were rampantly abusing drugs and alcohol, and driving ourselves around in this fucking motorhome like maniacs. Not driving like maniacs, but fuck, we're we were going in the Bronx, New York, and it was Easter Sunday, and uh, we we're driving along, and it was morning. I remember wall to wall traffic, and I was waking up from being from being asleep and my guitar tech Danny Williams was driving the thing equipment truck was behind us Bronx New York painting this picture here it was a bad fucking part of New York at that time fucking scary part of town man uh, all of a sudden my guy goes hold on fuck the equipment truck rear ends the motorhome boom Fuck the TV. RV had a had a TV in the in the bunk area. Yeah. The TV goes flying out and bounces down the fucking middle. Fuck. We fucking go look and and the equipment truck was fucking wrecked and it was pissing fluids and the and our El Monte rents RV was now yeah. smashed in the back. Oh shit! But it still rolled. But it was now smashed. And it said El Monte Rents on the back. Mm -hmm. And of course, you never wash it. So it was <laughs> the filthiest thing. And I think we like put a fucking penthouse centerfold or something in the fucking little door to walk in. Yeah. You know, it was this nasty fucking beat up getting. And so we're in the Bronx and it's yeah. Easter Sunday. And now the equipment truck is wrecked. And one of our road crew guys was sleeping in the back and he got smashed by speaker cabinets. So he went to the hospital and he ended up going home. 
right then from that injury. Yeah. And we flew out another guy. Um, Jim Durkin, the guitar player, the original guy, yeah. he quit the band and went home. During that tour? Yes, during that tour, he quit. And we brought in another guitar player, Brett Erickson. He flew in. He played in Viking. So Gene knew him from Viking. So he jumped in instantaneously and continued that tour with us. So we lost a crew guy. We brought in another crew guy. We now had another guitar player. We found out that our road manager was stealing money from us. So we fired him and sent his ass home. Jeez. So now we just had, uh, now we were doing it ourselves, basically. And we had this, this, our regular manager was this guy, Paul Schenker. This really big guy, man. Well, we fucking didn't like him. We brought him out on the tour and we I fucking shoot his ass out. I fucking was yelling at this guy for like an hour and he couldn't escape. It was hilarious. They called me Eric Meyer Man on Fire after that one. So I was yelling at this guy and everybody was just like, oh. it was great. So we fired him. So we lost, we fired two guys, two fucking, uh, the real manager, the road manager, the guitar tech went home replace the guitar tech we had another guitar player this was the one tour and then the, and then the motorhome gets wrecked right so did you guys finish the tour of course we finished it we never missed a date driving we were fucking maniacs at that point we were so bullet indestructible nothing was going to stop us at that point it was ridiculous man and uh we and we would go and we stopped somewhere and we got squirt guns that were like machine guns yeah. at, a, at some stupid shop, man. These oozy squirt guns. Fucking squirt. Doing that. And we had like five, four or five of them. We bought these fucking squirt guns at a fucking truck stop. And so here we are. We're fucking going through Texas or whatever and shit. And we had squirt guns, man. And that's a great way to meet women right off the bat. Is oh, yeah. Walk out. You know, you're having fun. You got these squirt guns, right? So we had all these squirt guns in the RV as we're traveling around. You know, we come into California now on the outskirts of California, like from wherever it was. And uh, apparently the report was that there was a bunch of fucking hippie scumbags who had automatic weapons. Oh, shit. And they thought that they were a mobile methamphetamine lab with automatic weapons. That was the call that went into the police department. Coming into California. Yeah. So all of a sudden, we're coming into California, and we're driving to a gas station. We're in the fucking shit butt bowfuck cowboy California in the boonies. Yes. And we got fucking lit up by a fucking patrol car. And there was lots of patrol cars. And they were following us because we were a mobile methamphetamine lab with automatic weapons. So we get pulled over, and there's like four of them. Four cop cars? Yeah, all stretched out across the fucking road. They're all fucking doors open, tucked in with the fucking guns on us. And it was each guy get out of the fucking car, out of the RV, one at a time. Sit there. Backwards. Sit there. Go lift up your fingers. Lift up your shirt with your fingertips. Yeah. And turn around like this. Yeah. And go on your knees and fucking lay down in the street. 
10 guys, you know, like five and six in the road crew or whatever, but like seven, eight guys. We all had to go one by one, fucking face down in the fucking ground. <laughs> and um, needless to say, there weren't any automatic weapons. There were water pistols, and they were pretty, these fucking cowboy, cowboy hat wearing fucking hit police were pissed off. They were fucking pissed. Well, they got wrong information. So. They did get wrong information, but they were just pissed off at our fucking stupid hippie fucking scumbag band shit with their beat up motorhome. And it was hilarious, dude. They never found any of our fucking illegals. Didn't find anything. Oh, yeah. It was searching. They were fucking looking through everything, trying to bust us for anything they fucking could. Man. You guys did a good job hiding it being all tweaked Yes, out. we did. We're never going to find it here. We had uh, Danny Williams. was uh, He had gone out on tour with Motorhead before, so he was an expert on how the pros do it. No offense yeah. to him. I mean, yeah. But, yeah, he knew how to do it. He was a road dog. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, so that was funny fucking shit that I'm happened. I'm sure there was a whole bunch of other stories that probably keep that on the down low. But um, yeah, anything going on uh, new? Anything new that's going to happen with Dark Angel? We are working on new songs now. Uh, that has been a whole thing that's been out there. We have been working on new songs. Uh, Jim and I have been getting together. Laying down some new songs with the new uh, recording gear, and uh, we're working on it, man. Um, we just played, you know, we just toured through Australia. We just played this big show in Mexico. 25,000 sold out people at this Mexico Metal Fest. Yeah. It's fucking awesome with Emperor and Possessed and Nuclear Assault and everybody else. It was a blast. That was the last show we did in November. We don't have anything on the calendar right now. Or 2020. But that doesn't matter, man. That shit can change instantly. And uh, so Jim and I will be getting together and, and working on new stuff real quick. And um, hopefully we'll get something done. Gene it's, just has to take some time off. It's, his busy it, it, schedule. Is, it is definitely difficult, man. With, I mean, Gene lives in San Diego, which is like two hours away. It may as well be out of state because it's yeah. far. The singer lives in... Ron lives in Washington, so he's out of state. And bass player lives out of state in New Mexico, too. So it's not like we can just get together and rehearse all the time like we used to. And, At least um, you and Jim live. Yes, me and Jim live close, man. And just unfortunately, his schedule's been real busy. And, um, you know, everybody's schedule's busy. And we're just trying to work through it, man. We got a song going. I mean, it's working on it. We'll get it done this year. Well, yeah, hopefully. It'll be shit. We'll be on done, Spotify man. or something. I know, you know, man. It'll be this shit'll get done soon, man. Yeah, For really. sure. We are working on it. Everybody's excited and Ron's excited. Ron fucking works on his shit, man. For a singer. That guy practices all the time. Oh good. He, he is he's into the science of I think his, the people out there want to hear a new Dark Angel. I hope know? so too, man. I mean, I think they do. And I mean, we've had a blast since we've gotten back together and played these gigs, man. It's it's been the fucking best. Really, the last show we did in Mexico was was so fucking cool, man. I like I like went out in the in the crowd and I wanted to shoot. I wanted to take a picture with me and my girls. We played and there was like five bands playing after us. Yeah. So I saw this. They had this big uh, thing that said Mexico Metal Fest. It was like ten by ten. This big thing where you take your picture with yeah. it, you know. And it was kind of out in the audience, and I saw it from the backstage. I thought, fuck, Donna, let's go. 
take a picture with that thing. Yeah, sure, let's go do it. Yeah, whatever. So we go out there, we take a couple pictures, man, and then people start seeing you. And then you're just like, fuck, they're just like a constant flow of people that want to take selfies with you and sign a couple of things, but mostly it's the selfies. You know, take pictures with people. That's the thing. And you're taking pictures with, and and I saw people that were like fucking front and center when we were playing, man. And you see the Dark Angel shirts. You see brand new ones. You see old ones. You see in Mexico, you got a lot of bootlegs. Yeah, it's all bootlegs and they can't do anything about it. And you see the bootleg, you know, you see all these fucking shirts and all these young kids in their 20s. Fuck, it's the next generation, man. How fucking cool is that? Yep. You know, it's like, uh, th- like when we were in Australia, there were some people there. There was 40% maybe of the audience there were the people that were our age, that kind of grew up mm-hmm. on the Dark Angel stuff that were, you know, maybe the old timers. Yeah. Some young, but not as much as like when we were in Mexico and there was just where that was the minority and the majority were the fucking kids. And plus it was a big kind of, you know, emperor was headlining. So it was black metal, you know? Yeah. They, they love it. The they love that black metal, man. All that <laughs> shit. That de- yeah. Black metal, death metal and dying fetus and all that shit. Uh, emperor. And like I said, and uh, you know, a few other bands are kind of skip. Can't quite remember who they all were, but uh, some of them bands from all over, like bands from Sweden played with us in the U S and, possessed it was great to see possessed again that was bitching and just reu- kind of reunite with those guys it's that's really cool because we played our very first tour of possessed in 87 and we were doing darkness descends they were doing gates of maybe gates of something on the gates of hell or something i don't know it was like the well, hopefully something comes up for you guys this year in 2020. I'm sure it will, man. It always does. It's just does. a phone call. It is. You That's know? the way it works, man. All of a sudden, hey, you got this date available. Save it. We're going to go. We're going to do something. You are listening to All Things Guitars and Music, a podcast by Vapor Guitars, brought to you by Vapor Guitars, V-A-Y-P-E-R Guitars. Check us out at VaporGuitars.com and at all social media platforms at VaporGuitars. Thank you for listening. Back to the show. We've been friends for years now. Yeah, man. You know, so Beautiful. it's like, um, other people don't know this about you, but I call Eric the, the shark hunter. <laughs> or what's that guy with the dog, the dog whisperer? Shark whisperer. The shark whisperer. Yeah. For the people that don't know, Eric goes out by himself on a kayak. Um, what, Dana Point, Newport? Newport I like, Beach? Yes, both. I'm HB, so Newport is my home turf, my stomping grounds. So he'll, he goes shark hunting with hammerheads? I have caught a couple of hammerheads on the kayak, yes. Hammerheads, hammerheads and, and what else? Hammerheads are not really indigenous. They're not really local for us. They're more of a warm water shark. Thresher shark is the one. Thresher shark is the main one that lives around here. And a thresher shark is a crazy-ass game fish. And um, So once you get hooked up with the shark, it'll, it'll drag you out, right? It'll tow you around, yeah. So you're just cruising like it's a... <laughs> you're a they call it a Nantucket sleigh ride is, yeah. the, is the term. Like when whalers back in the day had their little fucking 
their little wooden boats and they would harpoon a sperm whale. whale. And then you get, they're from Nantucket and they go on the sleigh ride. They're pulled. And um, when you're in a kayak, yeah, you catch a 200 pound shark and you will get towed around. And um, it's, it's an amazing experience, man. That's, it's an adrenaline rush like nothing else. So basically it's it's scary. I kind of call, I kind of think it's kind of like, I call it like fear fishing, man. Cause it's, it's fucking scary. You well, know. yeah, you get close to the thing. You put your your well, your thresh- GoPro in the water. Yes, I get underwater size. footage. I mean, thresher sharks don't have big mouths. They don't have big teeth. They're not a man-eating shark, but they get big. You know, I've had sharks on that are two hundred plus pounds, and basically, it's an intimidating animal. You know, it's big, it's pissed, and um, and when it's it pulls you scary. out there. Yes. And you let it go. How long does it take you to get back to shore? Uh, sometimes taking an hour. But there, had, there have been times, like one of my first big ones that I had, I fought it for five hours. So I was on this fish like from 10 o'clock till whatever it was, maybe it was nine o'clock, whatever. And I did videos for all these things as well. Yeah. That's really what it's all about. Because when you're doing a catch and release thing, you know, I do a GoPro video and um i have a lot of fun just making videos and stuff so yeah man what's the name of that youtube you have a youtube channel my girl has a youtube channel and it's under d l alberg a u b u r g if you go to d l alberg you could see all of my fishing videos yeah and for for it's a blast man like i say it's a fucking adrenaline rush man because i don't know just I've been fishing all my life, man. My parents had boats, and uh, so I was fishing in salt water all yeah. my life. And um, so I kind of grew up doing that. Uh, my parents passed away a few years ago. Boat got sold. I didn't have a boat anymore. I didn't really fish. I did a couple things in Mexico, but I wasn't fishing on a regular basis by any stretch. And um, I got into, like, all of a sudden, I kind of read about, land-based shark fishing like in texas mm-hmm. they do this shit where they're they call it land-based shark fishing you catch big ass in texas they got the tigers the bulls the Corpus Christi. yes like yep that. they got the tigers the bulls the hammerheads everything is there and you can catch it off a beach and what you do when you're doing that you have to have a kayak to get your bait out yeah and so it was kind of equating all that together. I had done some surf fishing, um, not a whole lot of surf fishing. Surf fishing kind of didn't really appeal to me all that much, but I kind of thought if I'm going to get on board with this, I need to get a kayak. So I got a kayak and um, paddle kayak, and uh, I used it for a few times, and I didn't really have much success catching fish. And... Um, I did beach launches. I launched through the surf with the kayak and, you know, I got smashed a few times, you know, it's coming back in and fucking ate it and hit my leg one time. And, uh, it wasn't all that successful and I didn't really have much fun at it until like, I kind of learned about these thresher sharks and I learned that they're out of Newport and I kind of learned what it took to catch them. And then I caught my first one, Mm -hmm. you know, and when you're out there, I mean, 
anybody who knows fishing, it, it's like if you go out on a fishing boat, like a charter boat or something, the guy goes and takes you to the spot. He's got all the knowledge. He takes you to the spot and you throw your bait in the water or something. Yeah. It's like he tells you exactly. And you catch the fish. I mean, okay. You go out by yourself in a kayak. You don't know what the fuck. You know, you don't know what the fuck. You read about it on YouTube. You, you talk to people. You try to get the knowledge. I mean, I had fishing experience, but a lot of that, I just kind of hacked at it and worked at it myself. And I caught my first shark. First time I caught one, I only caught one one in a year mm -hmm. like the next year i don't know i think i caught two or something in a fucking year and that's yeah. going out a lot and then this last year my best year ever i caught 10 and i i released them all yeah um it's just doing catch and release is kind of the get good video footage and see yes. how big they are yep get video footage and cut the line let them go I'd be scared because it's like you're out there by yourself and you go in the mornings. I've seen the videos. Yeah. And it's like it's all quiet. The the way the water's calm. Yeah. It's in the morning. Anything could just pop out in front of you. A whale. Any Play whale. I mean, I've seen I've sure you see dolphins all the time. I saw a whale the last time I went out. He was a little ways away. He was probably a great whale. I mean, I love it when I see a whale because most of the time when you go out fishing, you don't get that shark. You don't get the big one when you go mm -hmm. out. It's a minority of the time. And so, you know, to see a fucking whale when you're out in the water, I, I think that's the coolest fucking thing. I mean, here yeah. in California, I'm out on a kayak. I'm enjoying the fucking elements. That you don't live too far from Yeah, man. And there's a whale. It's one of the biggest creatures in the world. Maybe not this one, but it's a fucking whale. Yeah. And you see it. It's like, and you see dolphins going by. And, and you never know what you're going to get, man. I mean... Fortunately, I haven't had a run-in with a great white shark kayaking. I know some of my friends have, but I have not kayaking. And actually, in this area that I go in, a, a swimmer was attacked by a great white right in my fucking area. And that's the area I go in all the time. And this chick got bit by a fucking great white. And uh, only happened once. And um, but I've never seen a great white out there. Jeez. So yeah, so it's fun, man. It's adrenaline rush like nothing else, man. Because I swear it's, I swear it's like fear fishing. You know, when you put, you use a bait, a mackerel. Yeah. What I like to use, it's kind of big. Yeah. You know, the bait's kind of big. If the bait's a foot long and you put a big old hook in it and you're dragging it behind your thing, and you don't Anything know, you out. don't know what's going to hit it. You Anything. don't, man. And um, when that line goes out, man, fuck, dude. And you start getting towed, and the and thresher sharks jump out of the water. I'd be I'd be scared and I'd be letting go. Thresher sharks fucking they jump, and, and those are the best ones. And that, I got it all on video too, man. You could see some of the shit. You have a 200 pound shark that's jumping out of the water. Yeah. It's fuck that. that's a fuck that. That's a fucking rush, dude. No. Yeah, I man. suck at fishing. Me and my son, we go fishing everywhere we go. It just sucks. So it's like, I'll go to the the Asian markets in Westminster and I'll buy fucking dude. It's my fish over there. You know, it's fishing is kind of weird. It's kind of challenging, man. You know, I think what hooks you in a lot of times is if you go out the very first time and you get lucky. 
You're like, yeah. and and it happens sometimes. You like, you go out, you don't know what the fuck you're doing, but you get lucky. You catch a big fish, yeah. and you're like, wow, this is great, man. I want to come and do this all the time. And sometimes I like that all the time. I went out fishing, kayak fishing with my friend, and uh, he had the concept to go catch swordfish off our local waters here, mm-hmm. because in Newport Beach, you can hit, you got to go deep, and you can get. Deep water, I'm not going to give out too many secrets about it because yeah. it's very uh, secretive kind of That's thing. Your, your That's our secret thing. But we did it the very first time, and my friend got hooked up on a swordfish. He was on this fish for four hours, and it was only like a month and a half ago or something. And the weather was great in the morning, man, but by the time it came like 3 o'clock in the afternoon, the fucking wind came up. And we had to go like three miles out. We were went pretty far out. Yeah, dude. And the sun's starting to go down, and the fucking water is rough. And he's on this fish, and I'm just going, bro, what, Let's are, we, go. <clears throat> what are we doing, man? You got to pull this thing up. Four hours later, man, what are we doing? The sun's going to go down. What are we going to do? He lost it at the boat. Jeez. He, he fuck, It spun around. The hook came out, and we lost it. Yeah, well, so I'm glad to let people know you're a shark hunter. Yeah, um, thanks, man. It's all catch and release, all good times. Before we go, but like a future project that I know you're going to be part of is something with me once you get your studio. Yeah, man. We wrote song before. Yeah, we yeah. got a song and a, a movie soundtrack, and then we're doing good with all the royalties coming in with that. Oh, yeah, man. It's on, it's on the fucking, uh, <laughs> it's on Bob Neil Banyan's movie, The Inside Metal. He's got a bunch of my music on there. And yeah, that's fucking really cool. Bob, I've known Bob since high school. Yeah, Bob so Indian, inside hopefully Bob. he'll do more and then we could like uh, give him some of the music. So yes. we got to come up with the name of that that project. And, yeah, um, man, for sure. And then your your buddy, the badass drummer that was with us. Blake. Today, yeah. Blake. So he'll be our drummer. Yeah, man, for sure. And we didn't even get a chance to talk about Nam. We've been chatting for so long. Oh, that's on the second. That, the we'll do another one, man. So I think we're all talked out yeah. for the fucking day, brother. Yeah. So, what's your okay? Before I go, I ask uh, my guest a couple of questions, and okay. So, let's see. Uh, what's your favorite food? My favorite food. Um, you know, I'm lucky that my soulmate Donna is a really good cook, and I kind of love it when she cooks king crab legs. That happens to be my my favorite king crab and lobster. King crab legs, man. It's yeah, the best, isn't it? I, I don't get it at a restaurant. My, you know, you can fucking do it here. Yeah, oh, so we go to Costco. Oh yeah, Seriously? we love king crab so much that me, my, my fucking love king crab. Me, Davin, and and the wife together will get a big piece of that that leg meat, mm-hmm. dip it in butter, and we do cheers like you're drinking, but we're taking a bite. Nice. We like to slap the meat with the butter on. That's there. beautiful. Yeah, All it's right. messy, but it's the best. That's my favorite thing. I'd have to. You say. watching uh, anything currently on TV? Netflix, you know, Netflix. And- I'm watching the Breaking Bad marathon. Just came on. I love Breaking Bad. That's- I just watch. I watch that because I'm new to the Netflix thing, and Breaking oh. Bad is well. Shit, it's on. It's running on Channel 55 right now. A marathon. That's, that's-, that's a fucking sick ass show, man. Breaking Bad. So you know, you and your your story with Dark Angel, you know. With the meth heads. <laughs> you know, it's funny, dude. My singer, Ron, I told him about Breaking Bad. He won't even watch it. Why? He said he's he's had too many lives ruined by meth, and he wants nothing to do with watching a show about it. Who lives in New Mexico in your band? Your bass My, player? Bass player, Mike. 
Okay. And Gons lives in, I mean, Ron lives in Washington. But um, we've had people, he's had people that he knows, man, this one f- fucking guy died in a fire. His house is all f- fucking classic, just like you see, fucking classic. We closed up yeah. the house, fucking died in a fire. And this guy went on tour with us. He came and visited us one time on tour. His name was King, his last Jeez. name. And uh, so it was a. You don't want nothing to do with that. You want nothing to do with it, man. I get it. Too many lives destroyed by meth. And then uh, another uh, quick, another quick question: What bands are you listening to? A new band? Are you listening to any type of new, new music, new bands that you like? I, you know what, man? I'm one of those guys. I don't fucking buy new stuff. I'm kind of bad like that. I mean, I've got Sirius Satellite Radio, so I yeah. listen to that. Um, you know, when uh, I had the Attack Rack thing going, I was kind of, you know meeting and seeing a lot of new artists i guess but that's closed up now anyway that was a couple of years ago so i yeah. you know i really don't have any any much care too much about i mean right. i hear this stuff on the radio but i don't exactly go out and buy somebody's new thing honestly yeah. all right um i'm kind of more of an old school rock metal guy yeah you know so and then uh, well, I want to thank you for being my first guest. Uh, thank you so much for coming down and doing this, man. I've had a great time. A lot of the thrash metalheads don't know that much about Eric, so I think they learned a little bit about you today. You got the fucking history, man. That's the four one one. Like I've never spewed out, man. So it's kind of fun. And then, it's good uh, times. And then me starting this podcast, I wanted to do like my best friend first. So that's awesome that's why man. we got eric on here i appreciate that brother. and then uh we'll come back and we'll probably do another episode about talking about Nam. unfortunately i got more spewed and more to spew i guess yeah yeah <laughs> all right shit. all right man well thank See you, you. Later, and man. then uh, we're gonna have uh eric play a little a little riff or something on the way out awesome all right thank you thank you